Welcome to the Gill Athletics Connections podcast, the number one track coach focused podcast in the world. From time to time, we like to bring you rebroadcasted value added podcast episodes, some little bonus material, if you will, in between our awesome interviews from coaches around the world. This is just great friends of ours, the Athletics LLC, hosted by Marissa Chu, featuring Mouse Holloway, Chris Huffins, and Charles Ryan. This is a great gang. They operate on YouTube on Friday nights. You got to go be subscribed. We're so blessed that they would let us give you the audio version. So without further ado, Athletics LLC. You are tuned in. Athletics Double LC with Lamar, Lucius, Big League Chew, him, my man Clyde. You are about to be schooled in all things track and field. This is experience. We are talking past, present, future. Y'all listen up. Let's go. Let's have fun. Hi, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, guess what it is? It's week 52. That means it's our anniversary for one year ago. We started meeting on Zoom to record this show called Athletics LLC. So crazy times. We made it. Uh, who'd have thunk it? We're all alive. We're all here. We're still ticking. And for the special occasion, we have two other people joining us. They're to my bottom. I don't know where they are to everybody else. Um, but we have two special guests. Um, if you don't know, I'm not quite sure what rock you're living under, so please come out and join the rest of humanity. But uh, this evening, we have Mr. Leroy Burrell. How are you doing tonight, sir? <laughs> and Mr. Carl Lewis, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. As always, I'll introduce uh, the other three tiles with us. Clyde, how are we? I'm good. Um, I'm going to ask you to show us your bow tie because it, it's not just a bow tie. Oh, you you, you want the bedazzled bling for show <laughs> too? Okay, I got it. Bing, 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 bing. Sir Lucius, how are you tonight, sir? I am absolutely wonderful as always. Excellent, excellent. Last but definitely not least, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Educated <laughs> Lamar, 365 days. Huffins, how are you? What's good, people? One year, cannot believe it. Cannot believe it. Right. Thanks for bringing us together. Yeah, well, we appreciate you. Ah, hey, thanks, thanks, thanks for joining me on this ridiculous ride. Uh, who knows where it's going to go? But it's been fun for we. We've had the most fun during a pandemic ever. Right. Right. Well, well, I'm wondering why did it take 365 days to call us? <laughs> so, well, that's an I'm easy like, one. No, I'm no, like, that, I was see, pretty no. bored like two weeks into this thing thinking that is a softball lob. And I, you know what? I'm going to embarrass you both. Listen, by week two, I knew what I wanted to do for one year, and it was you two. So at the end of the day, what took so long was y'all are that famous, y'all are that special that. You had to be the one year. That's what took so long. Okay. Carl, so you want to take this or not? <laughs> Go ahead, Carl. So, so that's what you're going with. Okay, so <laughs> I was thinking, man, your nose must stink. <laughs> nah, it's just true story. <laughs> okay. See, I, I'm, I'm going to try to help him. Um, I'm not going to buy this two weeks nonsense. But once we started having guests, he did say to me, 
I would love to have Carl and Leroy in the show, but I want to wait. If we make it a year, I want it to be Carl and Leroy. That might have been like 12 or 14 weeks in, not two. Okay. I'll add to this. Now, he never said this, but this is just the way I, I feel it. Once the thing got rolling, it was going to be one of two things. Carl and Leroy for the one-year anniversary, or if the show was starting to bomb, Carl and Leroy to get the viewership back. Save us. For the same or the other. Subbed in when needed. But okay. the one-year anniversary I mean, is absolutely appropriate. I'll admit to that. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, I, I hope we we're worthy of an anniversary or save the ratings, whichever. whichever <laughs> we'll see how that worked out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I'm, I'm excited for the rest of the world to like kind of get to meet you two because look, I've known you both for a very long time and, and you're very funny and engaging and there's lots of wonderful things about you. But as Sir Lucius has found like from this show, there's a lot of people who have now been introduced to him who didn't know that he was funny and all these, all these things because they think you're unapproachable. So, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm excited for tonight for everybody else to get to actually like meet the real Leroy and Carl. Let's hope let's hope we don't lose our jobs as a result. <laughs> hey, we, we all figure that every week except for, except for uh, Lamar down there. <laughs> we, we work hard. I've been working hard to make sure. <laughs> all right. Well, I have a question for the two of you to ponder for a second here. Um, which one is harder? being a great athlete or coaching great athletes? He goes first. <laughs> um, well, you know, I think, um, gosh, that's a really tough one. I think, you know, obviously being a, being a great athlete is, is a challenge because you, you got to deal with, uh, you know, your competitors. But I think if you're, you've been at it long enough, you kind of know what you're going to need to do to be successful. Coaching a lot of athletes, several athletes, that can change from minute to minute. Uh, sometimes you think you got it, then then something crazy happens. Or one, or, well, first of all, we're dealing with a whole bunch of crazy people right now. Ooh. Anyway, you know, <laughs> between the pandemic, social media, all of these other weird things going on with the generation of athletes that we, that we're, we're, we're currently working with. And, um, you know, so that makes that much more of a challenge and it literally, the wind can change directions and, and then you, somebody will get in a bad mood and completely blow the day for everybody. And, and a lot of kids aren't, aren't afraid to, to throw gasoline in the room and light a fire and then say, okay, I'm gone. You know? So yes. that's a, that's the, the world we live in. And then so, so I think as a coach, you, you end up, uh, if you can't manage that situation on a day-to-day -day basis, you end up you know, spending, wasting a lot of time and not really getting after the things you need to get done. Yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting because, you know, once, once I got it going athletically, it's a challenge. But um, just like Leroy said, you do have a system and an idea of what to do. I, I look at it because you're, you're, there's a lot less control. I mean, track meets watching relays is just, I mean, you, your, your heart stops for a minute <laughs> and do anything. So that's the kind of stuff that gets me. And, and it, plus the stakes are higher. Um, you're, you're really taking on, in a lot of ways, you're taking, you know, 17, 18, 19 year olds and continuing their growth as a young person. And so uh, the stakes are a little bit higher. One little mistake and you can go this way or they can go that way. So I, for me, it's, it's, it's a lot more challenging, more difficult, more challenging because the stakes are a lot higher. 
and you have so much less control on game day. That's the thing. It's like, did we do everything? And if you, uh, and then when it goes, get the baton around. And oh my goodness, I can't believe it starts that. So it, it's a lot more. It's a lot more challenging to me that way. You know, it's funny you should mention that. You know, you mentioned the game day thing because that's kind of the easy. To me, once you get to the day day of, you're like, okay, I I can hang. I can hang with this. It's all of the other stuff. You know, um, as a as a collegiate coach, you know, it's the, the it's the never knowing when your phone is going to ring. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah, especially now. Never knowing when your phone and who's going to be calling. And who's going to be calling for sure. As you know that, Lord have mercy. (laughs) You guys, would you guys say that? Would you guys say that the emotions of coaching are harder or more on the spectrum, like higher and lower than they were for you as athletes? I mean, I don't know. No, I wouldn't say that. Not for me, Um, because I mean, most of the time, you you have an idea what the, what your kid's going to do. Every once in a while, they'll either let you down or they'll surprise you. Know so you kind of I kind of you got that 30, 30, 30 rule. Some people are going to do what they always do. Some people are going to get worse. Some people are going to get better. And as a coach, you can kind of figure out yeah he's one of those maybe going to go worse kind of guys, and he or she's one of those maybe going to get better kind of guys. Um, so you can kind of kind of factor that in sometimes. I think. Um, no, and I wouldn't say that we've always we've been in the middle of a of a really important or stressful situation uh, too often, but you, you kind of learn to live by that. And then a lot of times, as far as the competition is concerned, I'm sure sure you guys can all attest to this. Now you have a good idea whether kids going to get be their absolute best um, from from their practice. You know, they they've got that ability in practice to really lock in and 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 give you that that max effort or near near max effort and then they're just the kind of kid who can take their game up you, you have a pretty good idea that of that's going to come so that doesn't stress me out too much except when uh like a mere latin takes six strides to the hurdle <laughs> to the first round of the ncaa <laughs> 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 hey, i remember i called Leroy and said, Did you see that? he goes what i said a mere took six steps he's like what i was like yeah mm-hmm. he took six yeah. steps <laughs> But uh, you know, I was on the other end of the stadium, so I couldn't see that. I just knew something yeah. went wrong. You know, yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking, well, there's ten more points. You know, or whatever it was. It was well, there's oh boy, there's five points. <laughs> Jeez, how are we gonna figure out figure that out? You know, but yeah, uh, yeah you, you kind of know. You kind of know. Well, I, I lost my light there for a minute. <laughs> Ooh, again, I'm losing. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. Well, I think I'll figure it out. Well, I think that. That for me, it's like the, it's the letter P, uh, potential performance. And what, what I see that the big difference is that we, with the world of social media and um, uh, people being able to write their own story in a lot of ways, um, the world is based on potential. You know, what, what we try to do is, is focus on excellence, what I try to do and, and translate that to them. It's not just about winning the competition, it's being the absolute best you can be. And in many cases, you'll win uh, because that's what you can control. So that's the challenging thing to convince them that. It's not just about, oh, I won the race, I won the prize. It's, it's are you getting better? Are you the best you can be today? Um, are you advancing what you're trying to do? And, and that's really the challenge for me, uh, just getting, convincing them to do that. Got it. So let, let's play a what if game. What if game. If you could add or subtract a rule to improve track and field at any level, what would that rule be? 
Gar, you want to go first on that? Uh, not really, but I will. <laughs> if I can change the rule, you mean at the sport at uh, at every level? Any mm-hmm. level. At, at any level. At, at any level. Well, I think uh, that's 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 tough. I, one one thing is um, a rule. Wow. Uh, I I don't. Geez, that's what you're well. I see one of the. Okay, I guess I'm looking this way. One of the things I don't like the re, I don't like the relay zone. Um, I wish they'd discussed that with us. Um, I think we tried to solve a problem that really didn't exist. And if it would have been me, I would have said, why don't we just give them more tape so they can see better. People are running 26 miles an hour and you can't see. It's, it's, that's what the problem is. You can't see a person coming through. So I guess that's one rule I would change back um, is I would just say, you can use as much tape as you want like we do in college and, and um, put the zone back because what we're gonna ultimately see is slower times, more injuries, uh, people running into each other, and and that's the thing. That's the one thing I can say right off the bat that that I would try to change. Back. Back. Another thing I'm gonna change back. I'm gonna I'm gonna dance and get a light because I, I you know I'm not the lightest person on earth. So I want to make sure you can see. I'll be back in ten seconds. Leroy, answer your question. <laughs> okay. Um. I well, you know me. I, I try not to dabble in the IAAF stuff because uh, who knows why they do stuff that they do sometimes. But I think in collegiate track and field, and it kind of goes back to relays. I think that if I think you should be able to multi- qualify multiple relays for the NCAA championship. You know, if you if you got eight guys and you can put two teams on the track, why shouldn't you be able to? You know, you can put 10 10k runners on the track. You know, you can put uh, eight jumpers or five jumpers or how many you can qualify. If you if you got guys. Who are able to to get a baton around a track, um, or or four laps around a track as a unit, as a separate unit? I think they should be able to go. You know, I I, I think, you know, to me that's just a, a limiting factor that I don't think should be there. You ask me. So, I've literally yeah, I never heard anybody suggest that, but I think I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, def- I definitely have, I've, I've heard Curtis say that before and I, yeah, thought, it, I thought it was a good idea multiple mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah, you know what? Let's, open, let's open let's open that question up to the rest of you because I think mm-hmm. I'm interested to hear what what Sir Lucius and Clyde and, and Big League have, have have in store for a rules change uh, I mean I think for me um, I, I'm with Carl on the whole relay zone thing um, I, I think that was honestly the USA goes to a meet, gets disqualified for not getting into the zone, and then you know months later we have a rule change, and we shouldn't change the rule because the That's USA was wasn't inept in doing their job. Yeah. It's just that simple. So I don't think you change the rule; you tell the person to do their job better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that's and, and, the, and the other rule that I think needs to be really looked into: you fall start in the hundreds, you get disqualified. You fall start in the fifteen hundred, they bring you back and they reset you. Yeah. So if you're going to throw the 100 meter guy out, throw the 50 hundred meter guy as well. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think, you know, quite honestly, I, I think uh, at least at the collegiate level, I think a lot of the rules are designed to keep you know certain people in check and certain you know kind of allow certain people to kind of get away with things. You know. Oh, the <laughs> other rule that I would change is there needs to be a wind gauge in the pole ball. Oh my goodness! <laughs> that's the that's the and 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 I've never pole vaulted a day in my life, but I know one thing: if the wind is blowing behind my back, I run faster. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And they jump higher. And they, they jump they, higher. 
And they are always looking for the place where they know the wind is going to be behind their back and they should have to put up a wind gauge as and take wind data marks as a result. But what are you guys' thoughts on as far as altitude, as far as, you know, NCA conversions and the jumps? You know, we get penalized yeah. in the sprint. Why don't we get penalized in the jumps? Oh, my goodness. I'm so glad you brought that up because, you know, there are things that I have to wait. Okay, now that you said it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I'm poking at you tonight, Carl. I no, I don't. You know, what's, what's amazing, I guess, to ask that question is the, the one performance in the history of our world that everyone identifies with altitude is an event they ignore with altitude. <laughs> the long term. Mm, right. I mean, right. Bob Beeman, right. we wouldn't know about altitude if it wasn't for Bob Beeman. So I, I totally get it. And especially at an NCAA level, it does create an advantage, a huge advantage. And, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes we see it at the, at the level. You, uh, they, they, convert, they can convert every event. And whether we know exactly to the right, we're not certain, but all we know is that there is a conversion. And I think that uh, we just ignore that in all of the field events, you know, mm -hmm. really all the field events. And, mm -hmm. and it, it's, it's something I totally agree with you on that, that should be brought up. And because I've watched it, I said, wait a minute here, come on, these people are jumping, it's an altitude, it makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. And then no one says anything. So I totally agree with you on that. And Carl, we were just talking about this uh, in, in Fayetteville a couple of weeks ago, because you know, we were just driving along <clears throat> and uh, talking about altitude. And I don't know, we were just talking about something. And I said, I said, well, Carl, well, you know, Fayetteville is, Fayetteville is like uh, 1200, right? About 1200. Uh, yeah. It's like 14 weeks. Because I, I, yeah, right. I told you, I said, you know, it's real. It's not altitude, but it's high. You know? It's real it's close. High. It's real close. It's real right. close. Right. You, know? you see, yeah, I was Boy, Boise, Boise is like that too. Bo mm -hmm. Boise's just under the altitude adjustment as well. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so we, and we were like, okay, well, no wonder. Carl's like, damn, no wonder. How, you know, the track's fast. You know, no doubt about it. And of course, the SEC competes there a lot, but. It's real close. No, it's, yeah, yeah. It's only a few feet. Did you just did you just throw a stone at us in the SEC there? No, <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Well, hey, okay, hey, you, you got to well, live with you got to live with the world. You got to live the world you live in. You know, and that's I mean, true. That's we, true. we we we. I mean, and you you live at at sea level. We live at sea sea level. But but you know, you're very fortunate to get to compete up there quite a bit. And so you know, that's we great. have to we, we have to be invited. Trust me, my stones have not been at the SEC. They've been at the AAC. AAC okay, so yeah. <laughs> right. So well, Leroy's Leroy's stone or not brings me to my rule change. First, I agree the four by one zone shouldn't have been changed. It's lazy. I'm never in, I'm never in favor of a rule change that makes executing an event easier in theory. If anything, we should be changing it to make things harder to do well and therefore identify the people that can really do things well. However, for the exact reason that Leroy just pointed out, outdoor is better because the kids have to race each other to qualify and therefore indoors because the indoor situation is so about resources and favor and which tracks you have access to, you should have to qualify by racing people head to head to make it to indoor nationals as well. Um, you know, that's that's an interesting um, concept. The problem, obviously, is the scheduling. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's such a tight thing. I'm, I'm always against competing and racing. So how, how would you propose? Just move the season later? Or would you move the conferences back? That, that, and where, and where are you going to do all this qualifying at? Yeah, that's, that's, that's tough. 
hey, if you, um, if you can set up, I mean, COVID aside, if you can set up, you know, a regional qualifying system for outdoors, you can do it. Not the same. You know it's not the same. I know it's not the same. See, 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 I'm going to talk to you like the old guy that I am. See, I'm going to tell you like I tell my younger siblings, like I tell my children, if you come up with an idea and a problem, then come to me with the solution. And the solution uh -huh. is, if, hold on a second now, I'll let you say what you had to say. Your thing is, if they can for outdoors, there's a million facilities outdoors. There's not, there's not facilities that are comparable indoors. It's just not. Yeah, because yeah. trust me, if there was a way to get it done, because it'll increase the participation numbers, the NCA would have done it by now. Trust me, they would have. Well, if the issue is time, it, it seems pretty simple. You move the conference championships up a week or two, therefore freeing up the week or two, you know, in between, and you move the NCAAs forward by one week. Now you have the time gap to do it. It could be the it could be something similar to the original system you know, which was four regions, you identify the four best tracks indoor in the country, and you don't need to necessarily divide up the, the schools by region. Like you could just identify, like the, like the, like the uh, basketball tournament does. You could say, hey, this year, these conferences or these places, this is where you're gonna do your, your competition, and this is where y'all gonna do yours, and it can rotate. You go to Arkansas, you go to A&M, you go to uh, uh, Clemson and, and Pick one, you know, one of the other. Like, you know, well, well there's certainly there's certainly more places to do it now than there have been in the past. Yeah. Um, you know, but you know, and, and of course the, the challenge will always be, you know, you know resources who because it's still gonna come down to resources. I mean you gotta it's gonna, gonna come down to resources, it's gonna come down to fair play. Okay, because so the problem the, the first problem you have with what you just said was you go to Arkansas, you're inside warming up. You go to AM, you're inside warming up. You go to Clemson, all of a sudden it's 40 degrees and you're outside. No, I, I get it. I'm just talking about comparable tracks, but I understand. Mm -hmm. And of course, the resources issue, that gets into a whole nother level. The NCAA should be paying for all this. Yeah. But that's a whole nother yeah. conversation. Well, I, I think we, we got, we, we definitely, if, if, we're, if, it, if that's the direction we're going, that, that enough people feel we need to move towards. No, we got the new uh, facility in um, uh, Virginia at, at Virginia Ocean Breezes. No, mm -hmm. not Ocean Breeze. That's the one in New York, uh, Virginia Beach. Virginia and Beach. then the, the one in Louisville uh, is in, you know, it just opened up. Then there's one in Chicago that just opened up. There's another one in Boston uh, that just opened up. You know, so there are more opportunities out there. You know, it's kind of funny, all these all these little smaller cities where it said, man, Birmingham's racking up a lot of money hosting these meetings. We need right. to do it too. Yeah. And so now they're doing it. They're doing it as well. Um, you know, so there, there are more places to go, but obviously there are there are reputations with other other tracks and and some of them are rightly so, you know, that you get a lot of unbelievable performances at, at Arkansas. You know, but I've always been a, 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 a athletes drive performance. You get the best athletes on the on the track, and they'll they'll get it done. You know, uh, but we'll see we'll see what happens to you know with some of these places that they're they've opened because uh, some of them look quite impressive. Yeah, well, I think, you know, one, I think one, it was uh, Carl Lewis that said fast men make fast tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Carl Lewis. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. uh, but one thing one thing you could do though is I, I think you can you can also flip it. I mean, they could easily add eight more. And just do three heats instead of two, and so now you're adding fifty percent more yeah. people. Secondly, we should also look at how do we market because what other other than 
football that we know only like 20 teams can make it. Um, what other sport has a more challenging opportunity to make it to their national championship? So we should be marketing that. Mm -hmm. um, the, the toughest championship in NCAA, and we could easily go to 24. Actually, you can, you can that's, that's, that's you a can big, big difference. And then you're not changing the meat, you're not changing the time, and then market the fact that uh, when you, it's really, really hard, and you're right, it's, it's difficult and challenging to get to those events. But, but you know, in order to build our sport, we're going to have to uh, try to create as much opportunity, but also focus on the people that uh, are going to get the job done. And, you know, when you get outside of 24, 25, 30, you're, you're really the chance to go way, way down. And are we just trying to create uh, a fix something that's just for people that are not going to make a difference at the end anyway? And that's mm -hmm. kind of the way I see it. Mm -hmm. oh, no, you know, I agree. I, maybe that's the rule that we, we, we ought to really look at is why, why are we so limit? Why do we limit the number at the indoor meet to 16? You know, yeah. it's arguably one of the hardest meets to get into. You know, oh, period. it's the hardest. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's the hardest. Yeah. All the fine so for nationals. No, in the world, you know, because. Uh, yes. And so. Yeah. Um, in the world. You know, we've. Uh, and, and then, Carl, you mentioned marketing. Well, they don't market the meet, period. <laughs> at all at all they just say hey we're having to meet uh, and we're going to you know birmingham we're going to Fayetteville. we're going to uh college station first of all why the hell are we going to college station <laughs> but <laughs> but uh you know the, and, and so you're, you're going to get uh some great uh great crowds up but you're not i remember we were in birmingham a couple of years ago and uh i think there was a au basketball tournament or something there was something going on um in 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 uh birmingham and and, and I complained, I think I tweeted something about, you know, how come the local news isn't covering this? There was nothing on, nothing. You know, and then I got you know, people from Birmingham blasting me. Well, we're hosting a meet. Well, I was like, oh my God. But you know, there's no marketing, none whatsoever. And to me, that's just a sad state of affairs as far as the NCAA is concerned. They, they just don't, you know, they give this event to people and, the, and their idea is, okay, we'll host this event because we're gonna, we're gonna fill up our hotel space in February when nobody's coming to Birmingham. Not that we're going to host this great event and we're going to showcase these athletes and showcase these teams. And I think that's sad that that's what's allowed to happen to our sport at the NCAA level. Actually, oh. the, the same thing happens outdoors as well because they all, people think the only place you can have a great meet is in Oregon. Uh, that's not true. It's just not it, true. It may not be true, but to this point, to this point in history, it's the only place it's been done well. They show Boise? up. It, One I'll, of the best NCAA meets I've ever been to was in Boise. Absolutely. It was fantastic. Mm -hmm. But was it a sellout standing room only crowd? Uh, that stadium was pretty damn full, if I remember correctly. And it and, was. And see, I, and I want to see how standing room only Oregon is going to be now. Well, you, yeah. you well, I, I don't know if you guys remember the, the oh. first the first two <laughs> times we went to Sacramento. Yes. They, they were full. The first mm -hmm. two times we went to Sacramento, they were full. That's true. So That's it, true. it's definitely doable. And and I and I'll go look. I'll, I I will go to my grave saying that Sacramento was definitely the best place to have it because it was the only place we've ever been where the sprinters and the distance runners didn't complain. Okay. <laughs> there there was no complaints about weather. It wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. It wasn't. They didn't have too much uh, pollen. Like there was no drama. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. I, I will say this. I want to jump in here, and, and I'm, a, I'm probably going to piss off the whole distance world. I don't really care. Um, the rule I have always had an issue with is how come the top eight sprinters or quarter milers or whatever 
make the final. But there's always 12, 12. half mile, 12 milers. Milers, yeah. Like mm-hmm. that, that has driven me crazy since the first time I ever saw it. Yeah, like I said, I like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, like I meant, like I said, you know, it limits op- the, a lot of the rules limit opportunities for some and don't for others. You know, I mean, there most tra- most tracks we go to have uh, nine. Most many of them have nine lanes. You know, but they rarely fill that ninth lane. But they'll go to twelve in the in the uh, fifteen, or yeah. twelve in the five k, or whatever the case may be. Yo, you got to beat somebody. Yo, that's what the that's the the, lo- the logic line. You got to beat somebody. Look, you know, if, if I if I if I could change the rule, I'd make it like this. Look, I understand mm-hmm. we have limitations by ways to track. Every track event fills the lanes and no more. And every field event fills the lanes plus one. Mm-hmm. So if we got nine lanes, you take ten people to the final of any field event. And why story. is that? Because that because now you're giving now you're doing something for the field event, you're not doing for the. And it doesn't have to be like they they've always done that. So no, like so I'm good think with nine, God, but I'm just saying okay, I'm good they, with nine. But the argument from the distance crowd is going to be what they've always done that too. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? Hey, look, I I will accept that addendum and leave it at nine. I am good. There you go. <laughs> Let's make let's make it across the board right for everybody. That's all I'm Absolutely. Because uh-huh. I've never understood like how is it you can only you can be in the top 12 to qualify for the mile, but you had to be the top eight all the way down to the thousandth to make it back in the in, in the hundred and the hundred or the sixty. And the crazy part is when there are ties to the thousandth, they make them race off for that spot in the final. Like I've seen that at two different conference meets, and I'm like, we can't just run two finals and run a five and a four. Because that's what they would do in the mile. They would just take another person in the track. That's what they do all the time. Well, what you, you got, Big League? I agree. Wait, as for my rule change? Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Um, well, mine was funny, and I hope my boss doesn't get mad at me for this one. <laughs> I don't think he watches. Um, I don't understand. So this is in cross, not in track, but it tests, it's a testament to what we we're saying about the distance athletes in track that why do they all get to go to regionals? Like conference oh, yeah. is not varying. Regionals is wide open. Like yeah. right? wide like, open. <laughs> so I don't get it. Like, why do we can like conference championships well, should dictate who goes, right? I don't so get it. Insert. Leroy Burrell saying it is set up for some Leroy. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm just saying. Yeah. So let's you know, and, and, and actually I, I'll I'll piggyback on it just a little bit. I don't understand, and this you know, maybe I'm an old school track guy. I don't understand why we have two 10K championships in, in the sport of running. You know, why do we do a 10K championship in cross country and a 10K championship on the track? You know, they should run something different. You know, I, I actually believe indoor track should be something different as well. You know, so I think we should do the old school indoor where you run the 300, we run the 60, we run the 300, we run the, the 500, we run the, the 1,000 or something. You know, I just think it should be a little different. You know, why should we do the same thing over and over and over again? And I know that'll ruffle some feathers too, so. Yeah, but, but you know what, though? I, if, mm-hmm. if somebody had the balls to do it, it would be very, very interesting because you know what it would do? Yes. Make people coach. Mm-hmm. That's what people don't want to do. Yeah. Well, well, if you look at it, if you let's say if you went to 60, because, you know, it, it, when I was in the dark ages, it was a 60, 600. Remember back in those days, there was no three or 400. That was it on those little tracks. 
So if you have a 600, you're creating a new dynamic. What eight, what eight person comes down, what four guy goes up. So now you're creating different. And at 300, four guys go down, 60 go up. So you're creating different matches. I mean, I think that would be an interesting dynamic. And even even the thousand, the eight up. And so so I think that's the best part about it. You're just creating another sport because right now it's just kind of generic. You automatically end up comparing the times inside to outside and it just doesn't, there are new, new matches, no different things. And then with the schedule the way it is, I think it would be even more interesting. And it would create people that make it now would not make it then. And mm-hmm. people that don't make it would. And so mm-hmm. um, and if you can't make it in the 60 or the 300 as a quarter miler, you may move up and say, well, mm-hmm. I can't, I know I'm not fast. I'm going to move up and try to race the 800 meter guys. I think I can make it to six. So I think that's a, that's a great idea to change all of, all of the events all the way up and have people run something different and just create new times and new records. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, there's two tiles that are occupied here who have pretty ha- heavy words that can be landed. <laughs> oh, so. I'm just saying. Yeah, Leroy's like, um, um, oh no, two tiles? Wait a minute. El President. Well, you know, well listen, hold, hold on. All right, my job as as uh, t- I figured, my job would be a lot like my predators, my, my predator, my predecessors, which was which was, <laughs> let's eat and let's have a drink. God, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. We have to start with welcome. Let's eat. Let's eat. Have a drink. <laughs> let's have a drink. <laughs> okay. Now, now it just so happens that we had this little thing called like a pandemic. <laughs> Then it became, damn, you better save the sport. I was like, hold on. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Shit, I'm too busy trying to save my job. <laughs> well, well, before we move on to the next question, let's, let, I, think, I think we would all agree that however it happened, they got the right person in the seat for the job. So I mean, um, amen to that. You've done a brilliant um, job. I, I, well, I wouldn't say that. I just kind of hold on. Because That's right. Everybody else said it's good. Oh, thank you. You just keep holding on then. <laughs> okay, so let, let's give you a little bit of a flashback and have you think about this. <laughs> I saw that face. Um, what were practice sessions like between you guys in the Santa Monica days? Oh, my goodness gracious. I guess um, age before beauty, right, Leroy? <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you know what was interesting about that? When, when I joined Santa Monica in 1980, um, and believe it or not, the day I joined, Todd Harvard, coach at Baylor, and Johnny Gray joined the same day. So um, I, it was a distance club, and I was the only sprinter. And so my objective was I have to find some sprinters to go with. And so by the time we did, it was, uh, you know, we had, of course, Leroy and, and Floyd Hurd and Mike Marsh and, and all these guys, you know, Mark Witherspoon, and, and all these guys. And for us, it was, it was, um, another competition in a friendly way because we were all so close. I, I, I know Goodwill being the oldest by like five years um, that it was, for me, it was like, it wasn't, I wouldn't say survival, but it was like, if I can't do it in practice, it's over. Mm-hmm. And that's the reality of it from my perspective. And um, it was very, very competitive. Certain people trained better in practice. Mike, I thought was the best trainer. I know Leroy would agree with that. He, had, he, he trained the best. Um, and so we kind of followed him in a lot of the breakdowns and things like that. And then, of course, they jumped, they did their spring, and then I had to run over and do the jumping. So I, I, I love the train. I, I love that train. And I always tell the kids, um, honestly, no one ever remembers an easy workout. I'm just here to give you more stories. And so mm-hmm. um, I think that, that 
that I love that part of it. I really enjoy training. I thought I enjoyed the hard part. I enjoyed the challenge and they were great to be with, with this group for almost 10 years together. It was just amazing for me. I, 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 I couldn't have imagined anything better, especially once everyone came together. Mm -hmm. Wait, before you answer, Leroy, before you answer, let, can, can we, how is Carl just going to gloss over the, well, you know, after doing all the sprinting stuff, I had to just run over and do some long-term stuff. <laughs> Actually, that's how it was. <laughs> but okay, so so here's what I'm saying, right? I because I because I know Carl, I know he really means that. But if I'm Larry Myricks, I'm like, wait, time out. This dude was beating me for a decade straight in his part-time job. Well, <laughs> well, that's not exactly the case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm okay. saying. No, he's, no, it wasn't his part-time job because I had two full-time jobs. Yeah. He's, full well, job. first of all, for, first of all, Carl was a sprinter jumper, not a jumper sprinter. Okay. All right. So he sprinted and then he went to jump. And it wasn't like his part-time job. It was just that was the other, his other assignment. You know, but you know, you have to admit, I mean, by the time I got there, you know, I mean, Carl was already, I mean, Carl jumped 28 feet when he wanted to, you know, and so when that's he wanted just, to. like yeah, literally when he wanted to. Yeah, well, so, I mean, I'm sorry. Some people just got it like that. <laughs> so, I, listen, so, I'll tell you right now. Okay, I now, guarantee but, you that Larry Larry Myricks rolls over in the middle of the night with cold sweats with pictures of Carl Lewis. Nah, nah, well, that was part of my job. You, you know, know Larry just, actually, Carl, you know, Larry just moved to Houston. It's funny you say that because I used to always say, I, I want to go to bed counting sheep. I want them to go to bed counting me. So, <laughs> that's why, that's why oh, I always jump far around. Why I always jump far around. One Carl. Oh, this is being recorded, you know. But, <laughs> um, I get, do I get to answer the question as well? Yes, yeah, please. Okay, I'll put it this way. There are two people that you did not want. Well, first of all, you better you better work on your mindset on Sunday. All right, so Sunday, you know, around I don't know five o'clock, six o'clock. You better start thinking about Monday. All right, first, I mean, most kids don't think start thinking about training until they get there, but you better start thinking about it before. Then. And there are two people that you wanted to avoid if you were not if your mind was not right. All right, you wanted to avoid Mike Marsh at all costs. All right. Because Mike Marsh will run you into the ground, all right? <laughs> you wanted to avoid Mark Witherspoon because Mark Witherspoon will run you into the ground. You know? Now, I mean, anybody on the track could get you at any point, but there was just a mag there was a magnitude of who was very consistent. And Mike was very consistent. Yeah. And Mike could run anything, all right? Anything. And so could Mark. You know, he could run anything. Right. And so you had to just decide, okay, today I'm up to, you know, the Mike Marsh challenge or the Mark Witherspoon <laughs> challenge. And if it if you weren't up to it, then you just said, let me just run in the second group. <laughs> Unless Coach Teles told you otherwise. And then you better figure it out. Right, right. <laughs> so that, 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 that's about the, the good summary of the situation there, Carl. <laughs> yeah, you know, break, break, break down Monday. And you know what else was really interesting? was I, most of that time, all five of us were in the top 10 in the world in the 100. And we just starts together every, every Tuesday and Thursday. So you have five of the top 10 sprinters in the world you know, um, that are doing starts together with a gun, because we always did them with a gun, every single Tuesday and Thursday. And so that was, that was the challenge. So once you go through this get ready for this breakdown Monday, which is every Monday, 
Now all of a sudden tomorrow, okay, I'm getting ready to go race in the uh, national championship final and I start practice. <laughs> so that's kind of what it was. It was just, it was nonstop uh, challenge. And, and mentally it made you really tough because by the time you got to Friday, I mean, people, people, uh, you're like, okay, the meet's here. I mean, with one or two people that are fast because I've already racing against everyone all week long. And that's, that's how it was every, every single week and every single day. Everybody needed to hear that. Right. <laughs> right. Well, there's some people who, def who definitely didn't want to avoid it at all costs. I mean, because there were a lot of other people, there were a lot of people who maybe considered to come train with us. And there were a lot of kids who, you know, at, at, in, you know, college kids who, or kind of came to visiting whatever visits and stuff like that and they were like i want no parts of this you know um <laughs> count me out nice. and what but if you if you i always felt like if you were were okay with with taking your your for lack of a better phrase ass whoopings at our at practice then you were pretty good um in zurich or Lausanne or Paris or London or whatever it didn't matter you just take that show on the road and you were good you know so it, it, it I was fine you know right I, was fine. I loved it I uh I, I always tell them even now I tell them look you improve in practice and you show it in the week mm -hmm. so if you don't want to work on improving in practice then you're just not going to get better and so that's how all of us took took that and we were fortunate to have people that were fast enough and strong enough so that even if you were not on that day, you could just grab one and hold, and you still got better. Mm -hmm. that, that's the crazy part about it. I don't care who you are. You still got better. Got it. Um, I'm, I'm interested to hear if these, this answer varies between the two of you. Uh, what is the best Carl and Leroy story that nobody knows about? I mean, maybe you can tell me, Leroy. <laughs> <laughs> They kind of know everything, don't they? You take that first because I need to think about it. You know, I'm older and my brain doesn't work as fast. I'm trying to think if there's a, if 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 I can actually tell this and it will pass the sensors. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> we have a four-year-old fan. I'll, huh? I'll tell a good story. I'll tell a nice you one. You can story. tell the story. There ain't no sense. So mm. I'll tell, you know, he can do that. I'll tell a good one. It's in honor of Final Four week. Um, we actually met when he came on a visit during the final four. Mm -hmm. So that's something that people, and that was, gosh, 36 years ago now, Leroy? Yeah. yeah. So oh, we, yeah. Had, we, had, uh, we met final four weekend yeah. because- Actually, we actually, I watched I watched uh, Villanova uh, dismantle uh, Georgetown uh, at, at in the final four at Carl's house on my recruiting visit. <laughs> now, well, actually, my, delete that. That might've been that's a violation. Like, that's <laughs> definitely a violation. <laughs> The rules have changed. I mean, look here, you have the, the most violated person in CW history sitting here. So it's so worth it. Um, the rules have changed. Trust me. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so that's a, that's a story people didn't know. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a, I'd say. Um, <laughs> a, a, I don't know. I mean, a, a lot of it's been, um, you know, documented. Uh, I, I, okay, I'll tell it. I'll tell a story. Um, well, we, um, we actually, I don't know why, but there were two times that we decided that we wanted to go camping. Right? Oh my God. <laughs> there were two times we decided we want to go camping. Well, actually at the end of my freshman year, um, I tore my ACL at the Southwest Conference meet and, uh, and I had I basically stayed back on uh, off summer 
of course, while well, we were in really rehab, I just stayed there because I had surgery and, and I didn't go home. And for some reason, I'm in a cast and we decided that we were going to go to the beach. All right. We were going to go to Galveston. All right. And uh, I think Carl, picked you, you picked me up and Carol and who was it? It was me, you, Carol. That cash, I think maybe. I was Kim Carter with us. I think maybe Kim Carter. And we all just kind of loaded up in. Um, you had like a Bronco, didn't you? Do you have a black yeah, Bronco a, or a Jeep? You know the Jeep one with the with the, the uh, wagoneer. I had a yeah. wagoneer. Yeah. Right. Okay. So so we were headed to Galveston, and as we were headed to Galveston, we could see. Well, first of all, it was a lot of people coming back, and we can see that there were. It was really dark and, and cloudy. So we decided to whip it around, turn back, and head back uh, north to to uh, to Houston. And I guess in the the drive back, we decided, well, we'll just go camping. <laughs> and, and, so, and so we we uh we stopped by we i don't know carl i guess you had tents and all we we got grabbed a tent and we decided to drive north uh to um cleveland texas and pick a state campground and camp well that storm kept traveling north too <laughs> what were we thinking? <laughs> yeah and so as we got there we pitched the tent and then it started pouring and I'm in the cast. I mean, it was terrible. It was miserable. It was bad. You <laughs> remember And then, and then the second time we decided to go camping uh, over uh, spring break. Uh, I think this might have been my junior year. So me, Floyd, um, uh, who was it? Me, Floyd, Don Parrish, Sam Lowe, my roommates, and who else? I don't remember. We we um, all decided to, to we all decided we we car, caravan to uh, like north a little north of Austin so we went to pick yeah. the campground and went up there and we we decided to hike back to the remote area we went back there but we didn't check the weather again and the temperature dropped to about I don't know maybe twenty degrees it was freezing <laughs> it was freezing um. And and so we and I think we only had one really good sleeping bag, if I remember correctly. And Floyd had it. I mean, Floyd said, Floyd, <laughs> "Hey!" But the rest of us almost died. You know? yeah. Well, actually, we almost died twice because we we decided to get these little canoes and we kind of canoed out in the lake. And then then the the, the front kind of came through as we were on the lake. Floyd's canoe capsized. You remember that, Carl? And, Absolutely. And, and, and Floyd's got on some some uh, Timberland boots or something like that. He almost drowned. You know? So so we finally got Floyd back in the boat, and and then we just, it was just a mess. But anyway, we threw all of that crap in the back of the car and drove back to Houston. Yeah. I've never been. I haven't been camping since. So. Yeah, that, that was, uh, and that doesn't include all the European trips. We'll leave that alone. But yeah, yeah we, we, we have. Uh, you have some stories. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, so that that's those are those are two. The, I don't go camping anymore. Put it. <laughs> <laughs> if you did, I would question I your sanity. Leroy, you've been camping two more times than I ever have, bro. Yeah. Well, it uh, didn't work. The, the the two. Well, first of all, you know, you might want to check the weather report before you decide to go. <laughs> You know what? 80s. Yeah. 80s. Mm -hmm. it was, you actually have to have, you have to make an effort to check it. You check a newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> Go yeah. find the so meteorologist. Chu, is that along the line of what you, what you, what a, a story you, you yes. uh, you'd expect? Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Believe me, we, we actually did a lot of really 
stupid stuff together. I mean, I we we, we yeah, we we we've had our fair share of really interesting uh gatherings. <laughs> uh actually I could tell I could cause 30th birthday party. Oh Lord of mercy. That well, that was one. Can you tell that one? <laughs> um uh, I, I'm not. <laughs> Lord. Yeah, we, we had Carl's 30th birthday party at my house. Um, that's all I'm going to say. I was going to say, how much are you going to repeat? I see. Yeah. That's all I'm you might want to roll to the next question. Yeah, I'm going to say. I mean, I'll save you. I mean, it looked like a police uniform. I mean, it looked like a police uniform to me. <laughs> and see. Yeah. Oh my oh, gosh. Oh. <laughs> All right. So so we'll we'll bring you back onto the level of, of our professionalism, kind of. Um, what do you guys feel is the biggest key to growing and securing the sport for the future? Our sport for the future. Well, I guess I'll jump in there. I think the biggest issue with our sport is the structure of it. You know, uh, the IAAF basically set up like a communist system. One vote, one country uh, is designed for uh, corruption because the country, the, the people in charge are put in a system where they're trying to make everyone else happy instead of creating a merit-based system from the countries to, to get more power to vote. So I think that's the first part. It's not going to happen unless we eliminate the federation system and just go to a professional system. So they can have that kind of like a board that sits outside, but but the reality is not going to change because I mean, just let's just give the, the um, pandemic a, uh, and I, just just look at that. So here we have vaccines in the world. Um, it looks like we're trying to come out of this and get it. Now, if we wanted to have the world championships or even even the IOC and the Olympics, they're in a similar challenge. What, what there are so many countries that may not have access to vaccines. They may not have money. They may have these things. Well, what the IOC said, I'm going to send vaccines to all these federations to give to all the athletes. There are so many countries where cousins and nephews and nieces would have vaccines and no athletes would have them. Um, and, and that's, herein lies the problem that we have. Um, we, we, it's just simply not going to change unless we completely change the system at the top. And we need to get, um, for, basically set up a system of professionalism and do it. And that's it. And number two, I think the short sport needs to shrink. It's there are too many athletes and too many agents and too many people. If they went to, a basketball summer system where they had um, an A system and then like their G League, a B system where there's merit to get into that. We could channel more of the funds to the professionals that deserve it. And then when you have your development money, you're not giving it to them. You're giving it to the second level because of the top ones are making money. Um, so I, I, I think that the problem is that we're just not going to change unless we change this, this system of one country, one vote. And that that's just something we're gonna have to fight around, but we're declining. I mean, just to give a real quick example, um, the IAAF has run the world championship since 1983. Um, in 1997, I'm sorry, 19, yeah, 97, I'm sorry. They gave away $60,000 and a Mercedes C-Class. That's what everyone wanted. And that's, that's a great prize in the 90s, uh, over $100,000 in value. Well, now the car is gone and you still get $60,000. Well, the value of $60,000 in 2019 was 33,000. So you, you basically lost 70% of the value of winning a gold medal over the 20 years and no one has said a word about it. Um, so this is, here lies the problem where every other sports 
um, salary cap and everything else has gone up, gone up, gone up, gone up, gone up, where track and fields has gone down, 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 um, or stayed the same. And I think these are the things that we have to address um, as, as not only as athletes, but as um, officials. And why is that accepted? Uh, you know, so, so there's there so many issues, and, but it comes back to the same thing. There's no incentive to do it because the, if you're in charge, your job is to make sure you make people happy. So you're not complaining when you give $500,000 to a federation and they spend $300,000 on themselves and they bring 20 athletes to the world championships. You're not gonna complain because you want their, they want their vote. So, so that's really what it's about. If you have to eliminate the, the, the corrupt system in order to make it better. I'm clapping on that one. <laughs> um. I, I mean, I, I try not to get too, too involved in that IAAF stuff because it just doesn't make much uh, much sense to me. Um, you know, I mean, Carl mentioned a, 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 a good point. Um, and I'm at risk of, uh, well, I guess I, nobody can do anything to me now. That must be a statue. I probably made more money in college now than some of these guys who think they're professionals. <laughs> so um, it, it just, it, it just, you used to go to a meet and you knew you were going to earn some money because you got paid to show up. Now you go to go to meets, you go to five meets and you come back and you owe somebody some money. <laughs> so, and I mean, it happens time and time again. Um, and, you know, I, I just, and there, there aren't nearly as many meets as, as, uh, uh, as there used to be. Everything looks the same. You go, you go to a meet and everybody wears the same uniform. You're like, who's that dude? You know, I, I want to, I went to Lausanne a couple of years ago, and um, and I walked into the uh, into the you know I walked into the stadium and you know and and I'm I'm like wow everything it, it it's great and they had a decent crowd and everything but there was nobody nothing stood out there was nothing that made me like you know that made me think wow this feels like it used to feel it fe it feels like a hollowed out version of itself. Uh, uh, some of these, some of these meets, and I, I just don't, I don't quite understand. Like, there are a couple of really interesting athletes, and there's a lot of talent, but it, it's just not. And I'm not, maybe it's because I'm, I'm, I, I was competing, but I don't know. It just doesn't seem like there's, there, are, there's a, there's very much excitement now. Um, probably one of the most exciting guys is, is, uh, is Grant. You know, Grant. Has has enough personality that he can kind of carry a carry a room and and, and carry a meet, um, you know. But there really aren't that many people out there that can do it uh, nowadays. And, and, yeah, and, and then, you know, there's no the rivalries don't even seem the same. You know, it just well, uh, we we also have to make sure that we want to present our product the absolute best possible way. Um, and that's one thing I will say about Doha. It was beautiful. I mean, mm -hmm. the oh. setups were nice. The stadiums look nice. And even though they don't fill them anymore, they covered that up with sponsorship. So I, I thought they did a, a, a fabulous presentation. And, and when they, they turned down the lights and, and, and flashed their name on, I mean, that's what we have to try to do all the time. We have to look at presentation. How do we mm -hmm. look on television? And, and you know, years and years ago, we, we talked about our uniforms earlier. But one of the reasons we had uniforms because we didn't like the uniforms they were making. So we made our own. And, and we wanted to make sure that we looked a certain way. I mean, the Santa Monica color, the blue color came from the fact that it looked good on camera. You know, we used to, 
back when I started, it was it was navy blue and white, white t white shirts and navy blue shorts. And I'm like, that doesn't stand out. So we went to that aqua blue and orange, and all of a sudden that stood out, even in a black and white newspaper. So we have to think about every aspect of it. If you go to all professional sports, everything looks good um, and they're clear. And then something else, and I know all of you understand. I can walk right down right now and knock on the door at the, at the, um, the Toyota Center in Houston on the night of a Rockets game and probably in 10 minutes, I'm sitting in the stadium. But if I go to a track meet, then, or a USA meet, it's a few takes an act of Congress to get a credential. So I, I don't understand that. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. we don't, you know, so we don't even, even look at that. We should have the wonderful people there all the time. We should, we should um, uh, bring in Leroy and Evelyn Ashford and, and all these people. I want to know what her life's like. You mentioned Larry Myers earlier, Larry Myers. These people should be there. You're talking about someone who jumped 28 eight and three quarters. I mean, he's what, fourth or fifth of all time, but you never see him, he's never invited. So there's so many layers of things and, and, and there's so, so many ways to uh, copycat what everyone else is doing. We're in, a, we're in a visual medium now. And so we don't even care how we, how we present and how it looks. And it's just attracting me. And then we say, well, it's glad to be on TV. Well, it's, it's, that's not enough. And so I, I, there's so many layers of things that we can do. And, and like Leroy said, you know, Grant has a great story. He, he's honest. And, um, and another thing, too, I hope, I think helped, was that he stayed in school three years. I mean, you're mm -hmm. in college. You're getting a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. you're, getting, you're on television more in college more. right now, mm -hmm. especially during the season, mm -hmm. than you are at post-collegiate. So mm -hmm. here's another thing. How do you cultivate the brand and, and think about how you want to be presented and how people are going to care about you? That's, these are all the important things you have to start thinking about earlier now. Um, and hope that with the federation level, figure it out because right now it's just scary. We, like Leroy said, more than 60% of the meets that were around when we were here are gone. Most of the tracks and the stadiums are not even there any longer. Mm -hmm. And right. um, and so the world championships is, is you know, the, 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 the standard is 20,000 and it used to be 60,000. So these are things that we need to deal with the honesty of it. And, and then I think we can attack it in a better way. Uh, you know, and, and I think you know, there there are layers to this because I think we also got some issues at the at the uh, collegiate level. You know that we 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 have to. I, I think I think we saw the con we we, we see the contrast uh, the past couple of weeks with you know the investment and the marketing and the um, strategy uh, the marketing strategy that the NCAA uh, put into the men's tournament. And then the contrast that with the with the women's tournament. Well, what about you know our 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 event? You know our event is basically you know let's just throw it to Oregon because you know people are going to come. That's that, that's the rationale for going to to Eugene. You know yeah. they get a crowd. Well, you know there there are really great pockets of uh, of of uh, uh, support for track and field all over the country. But we completely ignore those those people, you know, because of I guess the influence and the I guess the really more nothing more than I think the influence that that comes with uh, the the folks up in Eugene. But in the meantime, that that basically you know holding holding our the sport you know in programs by the ankles and basically shaking them down for for the cash, you know, because that's basically what it amounts to. Um, none of us really want to 
gosh, I'm, I'm no, <laughs> I don't want to go there. You know, we just have to, you know? Yes. Um, and then when, and then, then they'll say, okay, well, we'll give it a shot somewhere else and they'll do it for a year. And it's not really well, well marketed and, and, and uh, not, not planned. It's not turned into an event like other sporting events are. And they say, oh, it wasn't as good. But really, I mean, Mike, I'm sure you'll, you'll say one of the, I mean, as far as the, the performance is concerned, you know, that mean Austin two years ago was incredible, you know, and, and, but people go, well, you know, it was pretty good, uh, but we need to go back to Oregon, you know? Yeah, and I know they've made a tremendous investment and I know Nike has a lot to do with it and I'm sure I'm going to get, you know, sure somebody from Nike may call me in a couple of days, but, <laughs> but I, I just think, you know, we, 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 we're, I think we lose sight of, we, we don't do a good enough job of building the things that are good. You know, I mean, I'm sure you guys are, I'm, we're big pen relays guys, I mean, because it's good, you know, it's a pain in the ass, but it's good, you know, and we don't, and we don't, uh, a lot of people have abandoned that, you know, and it's good for different reasons, maybe than it was a couple of years ago, but damn, how often do you get to run in front of 40,000 people, you know, in this country, you know, and the past couple of years, it's been that way. Uh, and, you know, it's the Jamaican thing, and I don't know, the USA versus the world thing, but the kids, you know, at least our kids lead, I think, thinking, holy cow, this is unbelievable, you know, and you just don't get that very often, you know, I don't know, we, we got, there, there's certainly got to be, we got, I think we need to, to really, really, uh, uh, really, really work on in, enhancing the things that are good and making it more available to everyone, I'm not sure everyone making it a, making it available to more people, I should say, you know, and uh, and give other parts of the country the opportunity more than just a year to say, hey, we we can make this event a nice event. Yeah, that's it, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Clyde. It seems like you want to say something, Clyde. <laughs> oh, listen, we we have our guests on for I a reason. No, we have our guests on for a reason. And can y'all hear me? Yeah, we can, we can but hear you, frozen. but you froze. Okay. Am you I like still this? <laughs> and I don't know how you froze, but that froze. Okay. Right. That's, that's good, really though. It's good. We should take that's a, a good, picture of it. I know. That's a good freeze. <laughs> Am I still frozen? Yeah. yeah. Yes, but we can hear you. Cool. Okay, there you go. Okay. No, that, no, that, that froze pose was good. Yeah, it was like, I'm talking about. It was, it was just like intellectual. <laughs> it, it was just, okay. it was good. Okay. It happens sometimes. Uh, listen, like I, I, don't, to stop. Okay, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with anything that, that Leroy is talking about as far as, you know, op more opportunities across the country. Well, when I, I'm, I'm sorry, like, when I should, should probably, opportunities for people to see us when it's really good, you know? No, yeah, yeah, no, I'm with That's that. That's what I mean. I'm, okay. I'm totally with that. I'm, I'm just like, these other areas need to do something to earn it because when it's moved around it isn't the same the presentation offered is not the same mm -hmm. and everybody likes to focus on the absolute fantastic performances on the track from 2019 and they were phenomenal but the fact of the matter is more records were broken the year before in 2018 in eugene and the presentation the things that no one got to see on tv the behind the scenes stuff was lackluster Mm -hmm. They did not no, roll out the red carpet for those kids. They absolutely yeah. did not. No, no doubt team. about it. But see, but, the but, thing, but, 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 point is that they're not giving the chance to because they're giving it for a year. Oregon has the chance to. Don't do give me that. 
Oregon has the chance they have it every freaking year. So they've okay. got it in 19 and 20 and 21 and 22 and 24 and 25. So they can play them year to year. So Texas, okay, Texas, oh, here, you can have it in 23. So there's, they're not going to be able to put all that into it because it's not there every year. It's a yeah. it's an annual, almost annual thing in Eugene. Well, wait a minute. But, sir, wait a minute. No, forget But, it. sir, nothing. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Sir Lucius, you all roll out red carpets better at the Florida relays than Austin did at the NCAA championship. Stop it. No, that is absolutely true. That's absolutely true. Okay, so I don't, that sounds like a bad excuse to me. You knew the meat was coming. Okay, okay. first of all. The prep work. So I, do the prep work and roll out the carpet for the kids because they didn't so, do it. Okay, well, all I'm going to say you do is this, okay? Personally, I don't think that um, it's fair that we have to go out there every year. Personally, I think, hey, hold on a second. I'll let you say what you had to say. Personally, I think that I agree that these other cities could do a better job, but I do. I think they would be do a better job if they would have it more often. And I'm going to say this for the last time, as long as I got breath in my body. I could care less they hold in a parking lot in the middle of Cal's campus. We're going to show up and run. I'm done. I don't care what I want to add to this. I want to add to this because I think this really speaks to really what the, the this my, what I'm going to say, I think speaks to the problem. Institutions bid for for the event, right? So the University of Texas bid for that event, not the city of Austin, you know. Um, and and uh, the if if it if it goes the indoor meet goes to College Station, then Texas A and M bid for that, you know, not not city College Station, you know. And that's where the problem that's where the problem lies. The Convention Visitors Bureau or the Sports Authority in, in these cities is not hosting these events like they do uh, basketball events or even other sporting events. The institution pretty much is doing it. And they, then they go to that to that uh, that uh, CVB or Sports Authority and say, hey, can you get a little help? Can we get some volunteers? Can we get a little, you know, that's what that's how it goes. And it's not like that in any other event. An event the size and magnitude, and I hope the importance uh, of the NCAA Track and Field Championship should garner more political and municipal support. And it doesn't. And to me, that speaks to the NCAA, not necessarily the institution, because the NCAA should demand more to give that event to certain events. They're just lazy. They're just lazy. And they're going to go to the place where it's easiest to get to get the what their idea what the event is done, and that just so happens that it's Eugene right now, but it could be other places. And, and also, I, other, I would and, think and, and, Eugene, huh? Eugene guarantees the most money in the NCAA's pocket. Yeah, exactly. And but even that is lazy because if the NCA if the NCA that could be a signature event if they wanted it to be but they haven't made the commitment to make it a signature event. They haven't put the emphasis on it to make it a signature event. It is not, there's no concern, at least in my mind, at the highest levels of the NCAA to make the track and field event a signature event. They just need to have it and get it over with because we're ready to go on vacation. And, and you know what's funny is like to, to jump right on the, on the back of that, Leroy, how about this? Because I know that at least half the tiles remember this. How good was was the 88 Olympic trials in Indianapolis? 
where the NCAA headquarters is, mm -hmm. right? If they actually wanted to really take ownership of the event, they would do something to Carroll Stadium, support it as the NCAA event, and have the NCAA track meet in Indianapolis in the middle of the country where everybody could get to every year. And then you could actually sell it like you do the baseball tournament where it's the road to Omaha, sell it like you do the softball tournament, right? It's the road mm -hmm. to Oklahoma city. I mean, think about it. Who's trying to go to Oklahoma city? Nobody, but all the softball community is because that's where the Mecca is. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and it, and it would literally be the easiest thing on the planet for the NCAA to do because they have all of the cachet and infrastructure of Indianapolis and USATF because USATF and the NCAA are both headquartered in Indianapolis. Indianapolis. But, but Big League Chu is a coach at IUPUI and their track hasn't been addressed in more than a decade. Yeah, so you're never, so, you're never, you should never, we should never be begging to go to the Midwest in June for championship. I mean, listen, <laughs> here's the thing, Clyde, look, look, you can say that like all you, you but not okay, look, Again, you're, you're speaking from youth and ignorance. I'm telling you some of the best NCAA meets and, and one of the best Olympic trials and one of the best U.S. championships were all held at Carroll Stadium in Indianapolis, no sir. I was disagreeing with you on that, but sir. And, wait, but they were full. Tornadoes and floods. I mean, again, you're, 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 talking about, you're talking about things you don't know. There, are no, there haven't been a tornado in Indianapolis in eons. There haven't been floods in Indianapolis in eons. This ain't Kansas. You're talking about Iowa, not... Right, right. And Kansas. And Kansas. Exactly. You can't talk about it. So. And, and, and so, the day, I, I think that, that's, the best, that's the best point made. You know, NCAA step up. It's right here in your backyard. Create the facility. Yeah everybody to come to yeah you all agree because, I, because I, well, i've been to some very good ncaps in in that in that state and and, and, and i mean I and all the things they can host they can host a basketball tournament right so clearly we yeah. got enough hotels and everything else to do this yeah sorry i didn't mean to cut you off Bruce. now you're good i'm disagreeing with you brother i just <laughs> like that's just one of those things that has always irritated me is that that's lazy beyond laziness because literally they own the infrastructure of the town. You know, and, and Luther, I'm gonna tell you, man, you, you said a lot of smart things to me over the years, but that like what you just said tonight spoke volumes. It's just lazy. Let's just get it over with so we can go on vacation. Yep. Or or to the or to the baseball turn uh baseball uh yeah, to the like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Would, let's go to the real, let's go to the go. real party right <laughs> yeah let's exactly because <laughs> they because they party in Omaha now exactly God I track stuff <laughs> <laughs> right. you almost see people yeah. do it's it's this year it's kind of funny because you know you can almost see the the twitch. <laughs> 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 That's that's what I, that's the feeling I get, you know, uh, and and uh, it, it's sad, but that and, and the, the really bad part of as as a as a division one track and field coach is you almost feel like you have to defend it with your student athletes, you know, mm -hmm. and or at least kind of shield them from it, you know, so that they'll at least you know stay motivated somehow to to be the best that they can be 
despite you know all of the bs that i think all of us have to go through yeah and actually we've actually turned into, into a into a, a rallying cry we're gonna do it in spite of them so yes that, that's kind of how we that's kind of how we, we we try to roll around here and, and that's the way that's the way we are here like mm. you know we don't complain about where the meat is mm. wherever they put put it we'll just show up and do our best man mm. that's what's mm. what we get paid to do and i agree with you i think that if they would just take the time and the effort to market track and field a way to do some of the other sports it would become a happening it really would mm -hmm. i mean no doubt what's in, what's do we have five two? questions is that four or five that we, it, that's five that was, that was yeah. five. Oh, five spoken like a true coach we lose count after three Okay. So, right. okay. so that means that means you have one more. Oh, how many? You got another rep. How many have we done? I don't know. Oh, you got one more. Yeah, I, I tell mine all the time. If you're not counting, I'm not counting. Right. Oh, that's Le hilarious. Leroy, I, I have a wild card question. Okay. Why didn't you long jump at all after college, after jumping 28 feet in college? I didn't jump 28 feet in college. <laughs> NCAA's your senior oh, year? I jumped 27, 27 uh, nine or something like that. No, it wasn't no, 28 feet. It was, it was 840, actually. No, that my, my actually I think my PR is 841. Yeah, no, that's your win legal PR. Yeah, well, tell me, is there any other? But I'm saying I'm you saying, jump, well, you what do you like think? 50, <laughs> no, at, at what at altitude at BYU? No, I, like I, 850 or 852 or something like that. No, no, it wasn't. It was it was eight. It was uh, I think 847 or something, something like that. Um, too damn far, too damn far not to be long jumping anymore. How about that? Well, well actually, actually, this is what happened, Chris. Uh, I think uh, my um, first year or so out, I decided to long jump at. Uh, we had a home meet uh, in Houston, and uh, so I decided to go. Go. I kind of get my long jump. You know, get back in my long jump uh, uh, kind of mode. And, and uh, we, we, so we had a meet, it was kind of, you know, most of the meets in Houston are pretty kind of local. So you'll only usually see Texas Southern, Rice, maybe Prairie U, Lamar, somebody in the area. Well, there was just, just, just this little freshman at Rice uh, by the name of Cream Street Thompson who happened to, to show up that day. And, uh, and uh, I think he, what he jumped that day, Carl, I, I think he might've jumped 26-8 or something like that. And, uh, and then, and it, and it started to hurt. Um, and I decided that the, the hundred just kind of had, you know, I, I did, I, it, it was just so much more advanced. I was so much ahead of, uh, of where I was in the long jump that I decided it wasn't worth it. And plus there was these other guys named like Carl and Larry and oh, Joe yeah. and, um, and then of course you throw cream in there and, you know, it, it just wasn't worth it. <laughs> I mean, you ain't gonna tell me. That's why I became a decathlete. Yeah, exactly. It, it wasn't. It wasn't worth it anymore. Yeah, it was. It was tough in those days for the long jumpers. Don't jump twenty eight feet. Stay home. Mm -hmm. You know, and now you got all these guys jump twenty five feet and think they did something. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Let, let, let's not get the man wound up on that on that tangent. Which one? <laughs> oh, that one right there. Okay. Yeah. Don't get him either. You know the one. Well, Carl's oh, in the middle of my about. screen. I'm talking about oh, yeah. Carl. Oh, okay. Don't, don't get me started. I know. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm like seriously, guys, come on here. I'm gonna walk. I'm gonna see that record broken in a in a walker. Are you freaking kidding me? You know, come on. <laughs> it's it's like 
40 years and counting. Come on, guys, take me off the books. This is time. Let's get it together. But it looks like some jumpers are coming around now. So we'll, we'll see. But, you know, the thing about, think you mentioned a long jump, the, the, the real thing that I, that I noticed is, you know, first of all, I think most people discount how difficult the long jump is. They're like, oh, you run down and jump. No, it isn't. If it was that easy, you wouldn't have five world record holders in the last 100 years. That, that's, that's it. You know, Jesse Owens, um, Turvanazian, uh, Ralph Boston, Bob Beeman. Uh, Mike Powell. That's it in the last 100 years. I didn't even mention so, uh, right. so, so you're telling me it's easy, but no one can do it. You know? So I, I think that's it. And then, then we, we're we in a culture now, and I know all of you understand this, how people just they accept the prize, lack of excellence. Uh, you know, I watch, I watch the jumping and even little things that I'm like, you're landing, you guys are falling in the pit, try to get the extra distance. Um, all these things that I'm looking at. And I just think that if we just uh, really articulated how difficult the long jump really is, and they understood that, and understood that you're running this long distance, trying to hit a board that's eight inches wide with wind blowing everywhere all the time, and they respected that, that I think it could get more attention. It's, it's a really, really, really difficult event to do. And so, um, I think if, if people understand that again, and once someone starts jumping far consistently, then they'll start jumping far. Because when I came in and I started jumping 28, I was 19. So people looked around and said, well, he's younger than me, so I better start jumping. <laughs> you know? So and everyone started jumping. You know, And, and I think that I'm just, wait, just hoping that that person or people come around. And then I know because the talent's there. Then I know everyone will step their game up. Agreed. Well, we will let you to uh, take a breath, enjoy your evenings, decompress from all of this. We've got you all hyped up on on rule changes and <laughs> okay. stories. Okay, so 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 wait a minute. See, in 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 true Santa Monica terms, that means that now we're going to let you guys go so we can talk about you. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, actually, what I want to know is that you know I, I like D.L. Hughley's podcast because he has he has a different kind of drink in his hand. What are you drinking? I have oh, tea. Wow. That's now so that's funny. funny. So that's funny. Tea? I have tea. It's just tea. I'm an old lady. What, what do you have? I I have vodka and Red Bull. I don't know about the rest of them. Oh, you have a you have a okay, I'm not looking at you right now. Oh you oh oh you did it like that. Okay. That Red Bull <laughs> had me up all night. But you know, when, when I was a few years younger, I'd have been in it, but you know, now I'm just trying to stay in the game, keeping shape and everything. But I always want to know what you know what kind of thing people have on the side. <laughs> oh, you know, we well, we're well, always I'm concerned. Drinking, I'm drinking green tea. Always <laughs> concerned about what's in Lamar's cup. Trust me. <laughs> that, that is a running that is a running thing on the show. Yeah. What's in the cup? <laughs> what's in the cup? Mm -hmm. So, best wishes to the two of you as you venture on into outdoor season. I mean, you all have give or take about eight to ten weeks. Eight, well, ten weeks. That's eight weeks now. Well, yeah. It was nine last week. Right, Carl? We talked about that. that was eight. Hmm? Seven. I have seven six to, to seven to conference. Yeah. Okay. Seven to con mm -hmm. I mean, that's season doesn't start to the conference week, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, but that's yeah, a that's given good. for y'all. That's that. That's yeah, we a, found that's that out this year because we didn't have one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I didn't mean to get in oh. I didn't mean to get in You just gave me that chance. No, no, you know, our, our, our administrators are avoid us right now. So, we, um, 
but uh, you know, we 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 live through some interesting times. Okay. Through, uh, through this these couple of weeks, uh, there's all of this uh, fear. Oh, we can't do this. We can't do that. We can't do this. Can't do that. And then it's like, oh dang, we could have done that. You know, but you know, that's that's what we went through. So. Yeah. So well, hopefully the basketball, hopefully the basketball team is bringing y'all a little bit more money. I mean, they made the final four. That's got to help a little bit, right? I don't know if it's some money. It's, 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 it's you know, to me. To me, COVID is, was was more of a will thing. You know, I, you know like I, I said, agree. you know, the, like I said, you know, people. It, it it used to be that oh, you know, this year you saw that they couldn't hide. Some people had a difficult time hiding that they weren't, you know, what they cared about. And what mm-hmm. they don't care about. You Correct. Know? You know, in the past you could you could hide it. You know, okay, yeah, we're gonna go with that. This year, like I said, you know, the reaction, hey, you get that little <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, that I love you know, it. I love we it. just kinda we where's the, now now where what do you guys uh brought I mean do you publicize that this is gonna be on <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, it won't get to them. Surely it won't. You'll be all right. They're too lazy <laughs> to see it anyways. They're too lazy. Yeah, yeah. I'm, well, you tell, tell, tell me where to link it and I'll get it to them. You know me. I'm, <laughs> I'm the roustabout. Well, we'll definitely send, we'll you'll, send you'll you the link. deliver it. Yeah, that's why they have so many respect there, like Leroy, because they, so I can act like I really want to. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want to be called to the office anymore. Oh, <laughs> Well, we, well, we definitely, we, we definitely reserve the right to have you two back on the show. Okay. Yes. yes. We, we, we would love to return. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it was fun. So, um, don't wait, don't wait another year. Uh, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> we won't. We promise. We, we Always won't. a pleasure, guys. Always. Gentlemen, have a great night. We'll talk to you All soon. Right. All right. See you guys. Great. Bye, Thanks, guys. Final four. Thanks, town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All, All right. See you guys. See you guys. got it all right well that was well that was fun if that wasn't an anniversary party i don't know what was you say all right well let's let's get back into some of our uh our traditional spots and let's address track is back so now we've got uh, outdoor edition super outdoor edition so so can, can we just take a moment to to appreciate the the hilarious comedic ironic timing of of the track gods because we got in here a week ago and did way too early predictions and some of us accidentally put our foot in our mouths and then a week later national records are getting broke and you know so it's like i guess that was gonna happen (laughs) i mean i i feel pretty good right now (laughs) why should why do you feel pretty good because the storyline, two of the storylines I talked about have already, look, okay, clearly Tara Davis, her battle with seven meters is over, <laughs> right? And I think I said that the crew at A&T was going to go after the four by four record and they opened the season at three dead. Yeah. I think we're okay. Oh, that's, that's an interesting, that's an interesting dance you're doing there. I'm gonna let you That's not a dance. It's an interesting dance you're doing there. I don't know if the rest of the panel agrees with me, but I, I feel like what I heard last week was doubt if Terry no. Davis could take down Jackie's record. 
No doubt at all. I said that was what I wanted to see the most was the battle between her and seven meters. Okay. But I'm talking about the record, though, because you could jump seven meters and not get the record. No, the record was 699. True. My bad. My bad. You're right. (laughs) Anyway, track is back. So was that the most impressive, I want to hear your was that the most impressive thing from the weekend? Was the, was the 714 the, the highlight of the weekend? I mean, it kind of, okay, so I guess I'll go first. I, from a record standpoint, obviously, right? I mean, it's it, it was, whose record was it? Jackie's. How old was it? 30-something years old, right? Like, all those things are wonderful. Um, but But I think there were other things that happened this weekend that were... Raise your hand if you saw Terrence Laird run a 1981 first beat out. I mean, that's the one for me. Like, I thought Tara Davis would break the record. I had no doubt she could jump seven meters plus. So as amazing as that was, I wasn't shocked by it given what she did indoors. 1981, as an opener, we are all looking at the phones like, what in the hell is going on? Well, see, if you saw the meet, if you saw the four by one, you knew it was coming because right. the four by one leg was more impressive than 1981, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I mean, five more meters and he was going to end that one early. <laughs> you know, so, and, and, the, and you know, that four by one, it's funny because, you know, social media blew up A&T's three flat and obviously Tyra Davis's uh, 714. But the really untalked about was the fact that Three of the same, three of those four dudes on A&T's team got together on a four by one and ran 38-8 and got fourth. Yeah. Right? And the NCAA favorite, the four by one hasn't run yet. I'm just saying, like the four by one is gonna be on, it's always on fire, right? But this year seems different. Like this year seems like well, you know, like- God knows what how fast people are gonna run. Well, listen, there, there's plenty of examples of this across various events, high school, collegiate, professionally. And, and when this goes down this way, I for the next 10 years, I'm going to continue to credit this moment to this. 38 flat was the number that everybody was like, can it be done? Can it be done? Most people didn't think it could be done. Then Florida goes and does it. 37, 37.9. You ask the coach, the coach has, you know, video evidence that says it should have been faster than that. But once that barrier was gone, everybody yeah. knows you can do it. Everybody's chasing a new standard now because 37 isn't taboo anymore. Just like if the LSU girls from a couple of years ago would have gotten that 41.9 number. It went 42.0, but that 41.9 is different. I think once you pop one of those barriers, people start to look at it differently. I mean, Florida State ran 38-0 and lost. Yes. So yes, 38-0 ain't fast. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that. I, I think that's what it's about. And then you, you take a look at, you know, the LSU has their second girl run 12-8 in the hurdles. The, the, the first girl run 75, the other one's 84 or something like that. Right. You know, uh, you know. I thought Arkansas's four by four on the women's side would they run three twenty six, yeah, without two of their better girls. Mm-hmm. Just you know, Mr. Lightfoot was at it again. 
<laughs> it, it was just it was just one of those meets, man, where every time, you know, I, I have the opportunity to watch it and everything that popped up on the screen was just like, wow, you know, Damian Thomas. Oh, sure. Y'all want to want y'all pick who's going to be second outdoors. It's 1322. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> just pick an event, man. It just they were just rolling. And, and, it, and it was really I mean, there'd been there's been meets going on before this past weekend. It's and obviously because of COVID, none of the major big meets during the regular season are going to be nearly the size of the, that they have in the past. But Texas Relays is always kind of like the opening weekend for regular season every year. At least it feels like that, right? Mm -hmm. And you've you got these, these monster meets that always come up. So it's Texas first, Florida Relays is on deck, you know, for the distance crew, Stanford, Stanford is usually a, a big deal. That's on deck. And, and I'm interested to see with the meets being smaller because of COVID, is that going to more focus the competitions moving forward or make the make the meets less dynamic? The Texas meet seems that it's going it's going to ramp th things up a little bit. You know, I think what, I think what the what the new format did is just it just advanced when you'd see the individual performances because if Texas relays is a regular meet, Terrence probably is, is a this regular itself is relay competition Terrence probably doesn't even run the two run because he runs a four by two you know um so I think that's what you're going to find is now you'll see some if you look at the list there's more early season performances in the individual events because there's not big relay meets that going on right now mm -hmm. so I think that's what you saw in a lot of events there I mean they, look Bryce Dedman 44 62 who saw that coming right and, yep. and so it's like and I agree. I think that, you know, we started a couple years indoors uh, uh, years ago when uh, A&M ran 302 and then all of a sudden they ran 301 and then USC said, okay, well then obviously 301 isn't fast, so let's run three flat. Right? So it's like, you know, you just see this and then now it's just snowballs. And if you and if you look at what happened indoors in the 400s, you have to believe the outdoor form is going to be retarded. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes. I mean, look, a and ran three flat in the first meet, and they have a guy faster than two of their legs that hasn't run yet. And, and, and you know, listen, you know what's interesting about the three flat opener? That, that's obviously been a big social media buzz. And they, are, they obviously were missing a leg, so everybody assumes they're going to be faster. But unless they pick a relay meet and do what they mostly did here, and rest to run the four by four, it's going to be really hard to do that because at the NCAA meet, they have all those guys are in real events for real points. And it's, and, and the, and the time frame is going to be shorter. So it's like, I think, you know, that's kind of what happened with, with the USC crew from a couple of years ago. Like they never they broke, they broke the record at the meet though. Yes. But they never took a real shot rested during the season. So at the meet, you know, everybody did their individual performances and, and broke records, you know, in those and then came back to do the four by four. So as encouraging as the three flat opener is, like, how much faster do we really think that's going to get? See, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to go out on a limb and say somebody's going to run three flat and be third or fourth at the NCAA championship. Yes, sir. I, I concur wholeheartedly. I'm with that. But is it going to be is the winner going to be 258, though? See, that's the issue. I'm going to say this again. 
Somebody's going to run three flat and get fourth. And I'll go even further to say somebody's going to run 259 and get second or third and 258 is going to win it. Okay. So your, your big prediction is the record gets broken. Yes. I'm back. I'm okay. All right. I'm, I'm in, I'm in agreement at that. Okay. Because, because there's just, there's too many good quarter models out there. And see, here, here's, here's the caveat that I don't think anybody was paying close attention to. LSU ran 301 and they did not run well. Right. They didn't. And, and, and so, Lair didn't run. Yeah. See, Lair's not, Lair's not going to run that. I don't well, know why he's talking about. He's well, not. Well, here, it's, it's an honest question, right? LSU is LSU. If you look on paper, LSU is one of the three or four teams with the legitimate shot at the trophy, the big trophy. So you're telling me if we're all in Eugene, Oregon, and LSU's po- uh, trophies on the line, Terrence Laird ain't gonna step out there for one time. Oh, oh I am go. telling you, He'll Terrence Laird is not gonna be on the four bar. All right. And I'm telling you also that by the time we get to Eugene, if they if everybody stays healthy, they don't need Terrence Laird. <laughs> that that may or may be the case. I I find it. As competitive as the indoor men's four by four was, and as in, in intriguing of, of a race as it was, we all agreed. We finally lost him. He agrees that you froze again. <laughs> we finally <laughs> lost him. <laughs> He's been teetering and teetering and teetering, and we finally lost him. 258, 259, 259, three flat. Like that would be. That would be cold-blooded to see, but the COVID super rosters might deliver that. We have no idea what you said because you froze for about 10 seconds. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. What, what we got was 258, 259, 258. Right, right. Okay. So what I said was, what I said was, like, we all agreed that indoors, the women were spectacular on the basis of time and performance when it comes to the 4x4. Four four. But the indoor, it was a really competitive race, but the times weren't fast. So mm-hmm. it would be really interesting to see that indoor season translate into the greatest outdoor four by four season ever, which is what Lucius is predicting. 258, 259, 259, 30. If 30 gets you fourth, that's the best four by four outdoor season we've ever seen. The COVID super rosters might deliver that and that, and we're all rooting for it, but that would be a hell of a turnaround from indoor. See, and I will say this to you, the, the, the meet this year, in the four by four pales in comparison to the 2018 year, I guess it was. Right. But it was, I bet you it was just as good as most of the rest of them. Cause 304 was four. So, so it wasn't, it was pretty fast. It just wasn't fast compared to that ridiculous 2018 season when 301 got you third. So. Right. You, you, you remember times better than me, Lucius, but the, the 93 group with, Ohio State, Georgia Tech, Baylor, UCLA. Um, was UCLA in that group? Because I just I remember the anchor. Okay. Derek, okay. Derek Mills, Chris Nellums. Those, oh, that was um, Quincy Watts. That was USC, right? So those four didn't they all run really, really, really fast? Yeah, like three, like three flat was like third or fourth in that race as well. I think. Yeah. See, and see, and again, the caveat goes back to me is that, again, like the quarter itself is crazy. And there's a team up in Athens, Georgia, that hasn't you know, launched their, their rocket jet. They got two 43 splits hanging around. Yeah. Right? So 
it's going to get interesting. Um, I truly believe that the four by four for the men will be one for the ages by the end of the year. I really believe that in my heart. The, the Georgia, the Georgia team sitting kind of reminds me of, of the Daryl Williamson, Jeremy Warner Baylor team. They had two 43s and you ain't really know what you was going to get from the other two. So it made it really intriguing any other time they stepped on the track, but you knew they had two killers what were they going to do? What kind of position were they going to be in? Yeah. So, so, and that's, I, again, I think, like I said, Antti's got a leg that's better than a couple of the guys they ran. Um, I, I think LSU is way better than people to give them credit for. If you, if you know Dennis Shaver, see, I'm just going to put it out there. If you pay attention, Tyler Terry, who was run like 44-9 or 45 flat for them, is clearly not in shape yet. He was the third leg on that relay. When he becomes his 44-second self, instead of a 46-2 guy, they're 259 right now. So if they become 259, then they make A&T become 258. Oh, y'all see that? Y'all hear that, audience? Originally, <laughs> it was a general you know, thing on time. Now he is actually given the winner. See how he slid that in there? Very good. I've been working on him. I've been working on him. You know, <laughs> that's that's my Bowerman pick, man. Those four dudes. <laughs> I, I just I just don't know how. Like when you watch a team run three flat the way they did, and you know, knowing that you know, uh, Coach Ross has had done a very good job of having them ready when it counts. Why would anybody think they couldn't run? You know, as one point one seconds faster. It's not like it's not really that far off. You're talking about 0.3 per man. That's right. Right. And and they have and they have another guy who's already that much faster than one of the guys. <laughs> It'll be interesting. It's gonna be a lot of fun. The the outdoor four by four is always fun. It doesn't matter the 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 makeup. The super rosters just make it you know, more fun for per leg. So you can see craziness on leg one, two, three, and four. But it, it's, you know, I've seen it at, you know, a couple of rosters run 301 or 302 that like you can't name the people on them because that's the way the four by four is. And, and, and listen, you guys aren't, you know, you're not out here on the West Coast. Uh, <laughs> and no, nothing spectacular has happened yet. I think on purpose and by design, if you're at the meets, you kind of see what they're doing right now. Guys, the, the USC women are loaded. Like it's one thing to know it. It's another thing to see it on paper, but then you go to a meet and you realize like, oh, like they're all on the team at the same time. Like the USC women are ridiculously loaded. Like the COVID replay with that crew is nuts. I, it, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy to watch all year. And I know, I know they're going, I know they're heading east, you know, for, for, for the uh, Florida relay. So I, I, that's going to be a, a really good show. Yeah. I think next week's show is going to be fun to uh, recap the Florida relays. Oh, oh, listen, there's no doubt that, 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 that the, the scope of the weekend is, is in, is on Gainesville, Florida. That, that is the best meet <laughs> on the calendar this, this weekend by far. How fun would that be if we were able to go on on site, just do a live show? 
No, so we would just mic you up. I'm sorry, Sir Lucius. We, we would just <laughs> mic you up. Oh, now, How now, Chew, Chew, listen to me. Mic'd up Sir <laughs> Lucius is a great idea. Mic'd up Sir Lucius at the Florida Relays is a terrible idea. It's a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> it's a terrible idea. Maybe we'll, we'll just record it. We'll record it all and we'll take snippets. That's what we'll do. See, the deal is we got to get Chew to a Florida Relay so she'll understand how ridiculously bad of an idea it would be to mic up <laughs> Sir Lucius at Florida Relays. Now, it'd be because, wildly entertaining. It'd oh, be my the God. Best, it'd be the best thing ever, but no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my I God. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Right? That's all right. We, so, know. we know. Some, some random high school Halo. team coach somehow manages to sneak their way on the track to ask Sir Lucius two minutes before the high school four by one prelims, can they get their team in the meet? <laughs> Definitely been standing there having a conversation with him when that happened. And I was like, Whoo! <laughs> oh, man. oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. It's all right, it's all right. Yeah. Anyhow, well, um, for the sake of time, we will forego our what were they thinking and head straight into the rapid fire section. And We're coming for you though, Kim Mulkey. We are coming for you. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Um, we'll, we'll put a pin in that one. I haven't said that in a while. We will put a pin in that one and revisit that next week. But uh, Mr. Lamar, 365, it is your time to step up, sir. Let's go. So this one's, it's going to be short and sweet, but I've, I've come up with some interesting ones for you to ponder on and, and try to give a kind of rapid response to. So yes, ma'am. You get it out. You okay? <laughs> I'm good. Okay. Are, are, are right. we doing, so are we, are we changing our format for, for good now? So at the end, do I have to get one question from each of them or was that just a Sir Lucius thing? That was just a Sir Lucius thing. Okay, I just want to make sure because you know Unless I'm, I'm anybody not. Anybody so, has something super compelling. I'm not so honored. <laughs> Excuse me, sirs. Please stay in your lane. Yeah. I, I, I said I was asking. I want to make sure what, I, what I'm prepared for. Put your blinker on. Come on, dude. I have a question. I'm not. Clyde, are you with us? Yeah. Okay, you were frozen again for a second. I just want to make sure you're still there. I'm good. <laughs> good. Okay. <laughs> you ready? Yes. All right. Tacos, hard shell or soft shell? Soft shell. Final round of Jeopardy. All in on the eight thousand? Are you betting seven ninety nine? Seventy nine ninety nine. Um, all in. Good. Um, which would you prefer, racing against Leroy or jumping against Carl? So I've done both, and I'm going to tell you that neither one of those things is remotely fun. Um, <laughs> what's worse is I've raced Leroy and Carl which was awful. Um, I managed to get fourth. Uh, I had to pick one, which one's worth. Well, look, jumping against Carl is the worst because there literally is no chance of winning. <laughs> um, you're at a baseball game. Are you, do you have seeds or peanuts? Seeds. In your experience of the Olympic venues that you've competed at or either coached at, which is your favorite? Um, my favorite venue that I ever competed at, 
uh, is Ulava Stadium in Gothenburg, Sweden. Um, favorite venue ever coached at was London. Got it. Starburst, do you eat the yellow ones? Hell no. <laughs> okay, which is your favorite then? <laughs> your uh, face. <laughs> it's like the pinkish purple one. I don't know the flavors. I just know the color. I, look, I grew up drinking red Kool-Aid, so, okay? <laughs> look, it's your Lucius. <laughs> see, because, see, red's a color. Pinkish purple is not a color. But I don't know what color it is. What is that, fuchsia? Then say you don't know what color it is. Don't say pinkish purple. Because I mean, it's not I, I gave an pink. idea. You get an idea if you open no, it. No, I, I, I absolutely, if somebody says something is pinkish purple, I think that they need their glasses checked. All right. I think it's like maybe raspberry or something. In, in, defense, in defense of Sir Lucius, um, I, know, I know Lamar is a New Yorker, but he spent way too much time on the West Coast. And on the West Coast, you identify Starburst by color. By now, color. Just yeah, okay, but then, but then give me a true color. Now, he's right okay. about that. He's right about that. <laughs> but I don't know the color, so I'm going to say, I guess it's purple. So, so, so it didn't say purplish, but pinkish Okay, purple? it's purplish. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well done, sir. Last well done. question. Ralph Tresvant or Bobby Brown? Uh, Bobby Brown, every little step I take. Okay, I'm glad you knew my follow-up question. Got it. All right. <laughs> you have surprised. I told you it was going to be short and sweet, but a little bit more intense. Did right? you just ask yeah. him that for real? I, I was I never, ever a Ralph Tresman fan. Ever. I mean, I'm waiting for the day when someone actually is, and you're like, okay. And then you question that person. So Look. I had to throw <laughs> it out there. I got nothing. <laughs> All right. Well, you have survived rapid fire, sir. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, ma'am. You're welcome. All right. So, as always, we will finish up the evening with our heartbeat props. Um, does anybody have the inkling to shout theirs out quickly? Or first, I'm sorry. Um, I'll, I'll go first. I'm not. I'm not afraid. Um, I'm. I'm going to give my heartbeat props uh, this week to one Mr. Stephen Robert Lemke. Uh, Steve has been here with me um, at UF from day day one when they combined the programs. He, he was out here for a couple years before that when the programs were separated. And from day one, Steve told me he was my guy and he he shared my passion and shared my vision. And uh, he's been here for all the championships all the second and third places that we've shared. And um, he's, he's my bowling partner. Um, I know he's not going away, but I'm gonna miss him because uh, he's, he's the guy I know I can walk in, we can have that serious conversation. He gets me when it comes to, you know, that, that one or two little things that turns the corner for a season. You know, he gets me for that, for that one or two athletes that we need to get to, to help us turn that corner. And more importantly, more than being an outstanding coach, he's a valued friend and a, a, basically a memory of my family. Steve, congratulations, my man. I um, hope you and Greta enjoy whatever you do, and I hope your honeydew list is as long as your championship list, my friend. <laughs> well said. That's awesome. Happy uh, retirement. <clears throat> I'll I'll go I'll go next. Um, you know, it, it's we're we're approaching uh, the men's and women's final four. 
And, you know, so wrapping up the college basketball season, admittedly, when we were doing our predictions, I, I, I said I didn't watch very much regular season college basketball this year, but I got to say I am thoroughly enjoying how awfully wrong everybody was about the Pac-12. So for me, you know, my school isn't in it, but our little sister school, UCLA, is in it. And the Pac-12 has been absolutely brilliant in the men's tournament. Um, I believe at this moment, as we sit here, they are 12 and two, with one of those losses coming at the hands of another Pac-12 school. They had three of the eight teams in the in the Elite Eight. And, you know, college basketball is better when UCLA is relevant. So even though I picked Gonzaga and I wanna be right about that, it, it's been fun watching the Pac-12 just prove everybody so bitterly, utterly wrong about this tournament. So props to, to the Pac-12 basketball schools and, and props to UCLA. They never should have been an 11 seed and they're in the mix, so. I have a question for you, sir. How many, how many Pac-12 teams did you predict to be in your final four? I, I was wrong. We listen. I I I listened to the pundits, and I was on the Big Ten train. I I we we all got it wrong. I'm, I'm I was enjoying. Hold on a second. I, I did. I never. I, I got three of the four teams, so I wasn't that wrong. So, all right. I was just curious. I mean, I just thought because you were on this rant that maybe you knew something. It's not a rant. I was giving props to our okay. conference. Okay, I thought uh, it wasn't a rant. I was just it was. I was curious because you were so proudly. I thought maybe that you knew the Pac-12 was going to do this ahead of time. No, but, sir. No, okay. we, we said that last week. Like, no, <laughs> no. But, but seriously, like, everybody got this wrong. Everybody got this wrong. They, they were calling the Pac-12 the worst of the Power Five conferences. Like, yeah, and I'll be, I'll be honest with you now. I, I didn't think they were going to do what they did, but I didn't think they were that bad. But, and by the same token, I was not surprised at all that that other conference was terrible. I, I told you. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the little 10 is what they should be called from now on. Ooh, my God. Oh, I'm off that bandwagon. Trust and believe. <laughs> Listen, every single team in the Big Ten can make the tournament next year. I will not pick a Big Ten team to win. Uh, they are dead to me. Hard beat props, sir. Hard beat props. I'm sorry. I, I didn't go for that. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, it's okay. And I think you only have two of the final four, not three. Oh, so you can't count, huh? Okay. <laughs> you picked Alabama. Okay. I also <laughs> picked Houston, Baylor, and Gonzaga. Okay. So, so I don't know I about stand, in New York. I stand Ohio, corrected, sir. That's three. I stand corrected. I have yeah, two. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with my two. So you go sit down, come on with your heartbeat props and talk about something you know. I, okay. <laughs> okay, sir. Slow down over there. Um, I'm slowing down for you. You're making these, these wild accusations. I can't count. Anyway, uh, yeah, as, anyway, as the EP of this show, my heartbeat props are very simple. They go out to our incredible fans who have been with us for, as my name says, 365 days. We have trudged through a pandemic, prayed for vaccines, fought about whether vaccines are gonna be good or bad for us, and 
all the while managed the track and field season and continue to do so. And uh, speaking for my colleagues, I, I am for sure proud to be the stewards over, over, over track and field as we've been dubbed by a couple of people. But uh, my heartbeat props without question go to our, our what seems to be very loyal and very rabid fans based on how fast all of our phones blow up when 5.32 on Friday comes and the, and the episode's not up yet. Um, but look, we, we love you. Keep us on point. Um, we have a lot more in store for you in year two. Trust and believe. Um, none of us want to be mediocre at anything. So if you, if you liked season one, season two is going to be better. Um, I will wrap us up with heartbeat props that go out to Mike Cunningham. Uh, he is, has been kind of, I will say the entertainment MC, and, and I don't think that's necessarily even the right phrase, but I can't think of a better one, um, of getting information. And as we've, the, the term has been coined infotainment, um, out there. So he, through Gil's connections, rebroadcasts our show here, um, via podcast, uh, he has his interviews that he does weekly through via, um, via Gill's connections with various coaches, highlighting various things. Um, but above and beyond that, as well as that, he is showing the humanity part of coaching, or of, of coaches, I should say. Um, if you haven't received a card from him, a personally written, handwritten card in the mail with a stamp on it, um, I'm pretty sure one's coming. Um, there's a lot of coaches out there. So the man has only one hand to write with, give him time. Um, but I know myself and a few other people have, and that's something very unique, very genuine. And that's who Mr. Cunningham is. He is a very sincere, <clears throat> genuine, um, thoughtful, and just uh, gracious individual. And so, I mean, I knew him prior to pandemic just from ordering stuff occasionally, um, but was definitely able to interact with him more consistently and whatnot. And um, I just want to give him his praises because he's, he's doing a lot for the coaches on the, on the coaching side of, or on the, on the humanity side of coaching. So thank you, sir, for what you do and uh, keep on doing the good work on our, our on your end, helping us. So. Big Mike, I want that starter kit, boss. I want that <laughs> starter kit. Isn't that crazy? That thing was. Oh, I want that thing. I, I, that's my new toy. I want one of those. I'm very interested to see how that one pans out. I like it though. I like it. Well, um, 52 weeks, 365 days, God knows how many hours. Um, we're in it. We're in it thick. So we appreciate all of you who continue to support us. And if anything else beyond support us, support yourselves in your knowledge, your base, and just like we said about the marks of the three uh, of the three minute four by four, not putting a limit to your potential of knowledge. And that's what you join us here for is to grow that knowledge and kind of have different thought processes. So with all that said, we bid you adieu. Have a great weekend. If you're traveling, be safe. If you're competing, jump far, jump high, run fast, throw far. And then other than that, we'll see you in another five to seven days, depending on when you watch it. Thanks everyone. Have a great night. 
When the lights come on, the road just get to running. When the lights come on, the opponents smash the plumbing. Heard you like it warm, hot, knife the butter. Truth hit them hard, knock them off that rebuttal. Tsunami, tidal wave to your puddle. Tough love punch when the arms, little brothers. Athletics double, I'll see it, there's no others. Track the field's pace and we'll peel to go further. Hey, Wiley, Coyote, it's Roadrunners. Feels like you know us, you've been with us the whole summer. If not for this quarantine, these four corners wouldn't be here, but we're here, so start learning. You gotta earn your stripes, gotta get your scars. Show you how to fight, but show us who you are. You lack experience, but still you wanna talk. And who is actually talking to you? Something's kinda small. Heads prevail when the backbone's strong. Gotta keep it coming, no, won't last long. Pass a failed and sell the sad song. And if you don't check yourself, then that's wrong. Just trying to give you the real that you asked for. So why you keep cutting us off to ask more? We put it in slow mo, but you fast forward. Athletics, devil, I'll see the task force.